0: The services are over there. So I don't know about uh, Rachel, the guy. Yeah, I know. I you got you got your relationship, you know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, yeah, well. let's get to it, man, because it is the the, the story of the day for me. Mm-hmm. Right? Zion Williamson yesterday, what we saw mm-hmm. at the Smoothie King Center was special. I, I don't know how else to, to put it that way. Forty three points, a career high, Pelicans win one nineteen to one eighteen. 21st win of the season, their 15th win in the Western Conference. Okay? Yeah. And what's amazing about that is you look at the fact it is 22nd win of the season. Yeah, 22nd. Sorry, 22nd. Um, when you look at it, is their 15th home win last yes. year? Do you know when it was? Take a wild guess. Probably
1: about somewhere around their Fiftieth game, fifty fifth game, something like that. Um, I'll pick a month. Mm -hmm.
0: February, March, March. Yeah, March fourth was the last time. Wow was 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 when they won their fifteenth home game. They already have the most home wins in the Western Conference, which is a big thing. Phoenix has fourteen, Memphis thirteen, Golden State with fifteen, but fifteen wins is pretty good at home. And again, when you think about it, March was their, th- when they won their 15th home game right. a year ago. By the way, Chef Scotty, as I look at the standings at 12.05 this Thursday. Are we back in first place? Back in first place, ladies back and gentlemen. The place. New Orleans Pelicans are back in, back first, in first, place. first place. There it is. Yay. They're tied with Denver, but they beat Denver in that head-to-head. Yes. So right now, the Pelicans on a four-game win streak in first place. You think about that, Carver. It's unbelievable. Cool. Because huh? Carver is uh in agreement. fingers deep into a yes. pepperoni pizza. And <laughs> yes. uh, he couldn't wait to have it.
1: All right. We may have to rename one of our pizzas, the pep- carver pepperoni. Carver pepperoni.
0: I, look, I as much as much pepperoni as you can put on a pizza. Eat. That that that's me. Yeah. So in case for some reason you didn't get a chance to see it, or if you watched it and you were among the 18,000-plus, Chef Scotty, another yes. sellout. The eighth sellout Friday. Tomorrow's game is already sold out against Philadelphia. This entire week's games It's aggravating. Has I been can't even sold out. find tickets. No, that's what I'm saying. It's unbelievable. I want to go. Already. Right. But yep. in case you were there or you were watching with Antonio Daniels and Joe Myers, I hear you. Yep. Here's Graff. Oh second boy. half. Oh, boy. Zion. He scored the final 14 points of the game, by
2: the way. Now down low Zion. Bullied up. Reach in on Jaden McDaniels. So two drives into the paint for Z. Two fouls drawn. Now Z in. Oh! He threw it down! Over Go Bear with a right hand. He just went right around and threw him down. Oh my goodness. Now Z... Pushes off on Rivers. Lay it in and... <laughs> <laughs> McDaniels. I got to laugh, folks, because McDaniels went back three feet. And Austin Rivers said, do I have to do this? Zion sizing up Knight, Splits defenders and one. He just powered through Knight. And Reed back to Zion. Fake a three. Spins left. Drives in. Scooping finger roll layup for Williamson, who's having a whale of a quarter. Kick it out. Right corner, Trey. Drives into the paint. Kick it back to Z. Left of the top three. Oh, my heavens, yes. Minnesota up to 125 to go. Williamson drives. Finger roll in. Over Gobert. The man is taking over. He's got 38, one below his career high. We're tied at 114. You need a stop. Lefty, finger all layup over the front iron, and the square and in, and Zion's got 40. He has just set his career high, for the first time in his four-year career, he has hit the 40-point mark. And now a steal! Zion, front court, Z, dunked it in! It in. He took it away from McDaniels and he flushed it
0: with two hands, and this place has come apart. I'm not even lying to you. I have goosebumps cutting that sound. Right. I had goosebumps listening to it just now. Listen to the crowd. It's not even that they got up, Chef Scotty, when. Zion made the plays on the offensive side, but you hear immediately after the bucket they start going defense. Like right. the crowd knows what they're doing, but still it wasn't enough. Four seconds left.
2: They had the ball. D'Angelo Russell sideline left. 3.5 to go. Bounce it into Edwards. Drives on Dyson. He will fall away from the baseline and miss it. How it gets Edwards got a look, left baseline from about 15 feet, and it just was a little too much to the right, and it clicked off, good job, Dyson Daniels
0: defending him, exhale, baby. What a game that was, 119-118, I mean, I could do three hours on that game. Fighting, uh, finding a way uh, to win. Minnesota did everything they needed to do to win that game. Yeah. To think that Zion drops 43, coming back from COVID, not playing three games, missing nine days, it, it was unreal. After the game, he was asked about what clicked for him.
3: You know, I watch a lot of old school players, and I like to try to figure out their mindsets, and all their mindsets was the same. People remember winners. So, you know... Whenever that time comes for me to be done with the game of basketball, I wanna be able I want people to say that he was a winner. And CJ looked at me and said, You wanna be great, this it's time to step up. And that was all the motivation I needed.
0: As for that, here's CJ McCullough. Yeah,
4: that was that was very impressive. Um, the energy he played with, obviously, the ability to, to finish around the basket, you know, he, you know, he really had a diverse play calling down the stretch. Um, <laughs> get the ball to see get the f out of the way. But I thought he did a great job of of commanding devil teams, finishing around the basket, and he played with energy, you know, to to do what he did tonight in 33 minutes, right? Like, shows you fresh out of COVID um, how good he is, but also... Um, the motor, the conditioning The ability to finish, you know, the steal down the stretch of The game was a huge play, probably the b- most Important play of the game, obviously he had a big three He did some stuff around the basket, made some Great passes, but that steal was huge for us Gave us extra possession, gave us a lead And then gave us a chance to Get a stop, we didn't, and then we uh, ended up Getting a foul on the next possession, but I think You know, he's just showing the strides That he's taking, the growth, um, his ability To kind of understand the game and adapt as the game goes on And ability to turn the switch on It was, it was very impressive tonight
1: is that unbelievable? Bro, did you hear Rudy Bo- Gobert's interview after the game? Uh-uh. About Zion? No. He said, it's like, it's, basically it's unfair. And, I mean, this is an all-pro NBA player basically saying, it's unfair. We're playing against, he's playing football and we're playing basketball. Oh, yes, basketball. D'Angelo
0: Russell. D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, uh,
1: that is hysterical, man. I mean. Here it is right here.
5: Yeah, I mean, he just ran through my guy. Yeah, I mean, he just ran through my guy, took the ball. He's playing football. we playing basketball. We can't touch him or guard him. So
1: <laughs> Now they're complaining about him.
5: Good for him. Good for him. He's right. staring oh, in he so cool. uh, <laughs> the
0: space. He just gets up. Now, now uh, they're whining. Let me tell you something. One more bite and then my thoughts on it because here's Willie Green's perspective Again, a man that played in the league has played in games against and with greats, right? Ooh. In his time in the league,
6: sometimes it's difficult in the moment, um, but I remind myself of how difficult, how hard it is, how challenging it is to be as great as he is. I couldn't do any of the stuff that he was doing, so <laughs> for sure, um, I'm appreciative um, as a player that you know had an opportunity to play in the NBA and not have. What he have, he has, and then as a coach, how he's able to do it night in and night out, uh, and lift him his teammates up at the same time. So it's, it's it's incredible to watch. I think what we saw last
0: night, and I said it in the post game, Scott, is we saw last night <coughs> not only unequivocally him become a superstar. I mean, right. we, we've been talking about him taking the steps, but to be that guy, you have to do it consistently. You have to show to do it. To miss three games, to not play in nine, to have ten points at halftime, nineteen in the third, that's the final fourteen in the fourth, to take over on both ends of the court there at that key moment when you need a bucket and everyone knows that you're right. getting the and basketball. The, that that's it's that's superstar. It's superstar. But yes. it also is one thing, Chef Scott. MVP well, yeah, you play like that, you're going to be consistent. Because I have a that. wager for him to win the MVP, but, so I need him to play games. I hear you, but here, here's the reason what I'm trying to get at. That makes you a championship caliber team. I already think they are, and no, everyone I, says that. But, you no, know? But, but here's the thing. When you have a player that can do that, it's this right here. A window I being it. opened. I get it a, and, now, uh, again, and it's a five year know. window I don't know if it's this year If it's next year If it's whatever mm-hmm. But when you have a player like that Yeah man I mean, There can be a window If that makes any sense But he's
1: got players around him Oh make I, them I a understand team. But that's what i One I'm guy can't do it No
0: But you have to you have know, The guy yeah. A guy Yeah Okay Jordan had a lot of help Yeah All the famers Scotty Pittman Yeah But there's Jordan Same thing, Curry, all those other guys. We got a lot to get into. We're just getting started. Deshaun Reed of The Athletic will talk to us about Derek Carr. He covers the Raiders in Vegas. That's next on ESPN New World. It's
7: time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Come and fill the Great news for our video poker players, Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win.
2: You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic.
7: Gambling problem 877 stop
8: If you've never been to a Rouse's market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that
7: supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at
8: Rouse's.
9: What would you say
6: you do here? Sports. sports, All day
2: long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports
0: Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Uh,
1: In terms of how we make the most progress, what makes the most sense for everybody, um, and how we move forward. And we knew that was going to be the case. Uh, Obviously, we were hoping to be in a different scenario than we are currently. Um, But there's no... This isn't a uh this isn't a uh, there's no finality to today this is just a you know a decision we thought after talking about it and contemplating it that we thought you know would be um an opportunity for us uh to see you know what we have in him and um and how we how we do going forward we'll see you know what I mean so there's a lot to be I think there's a lot to be sorted
3: through once the season's over
0: indeed that's Josh McDaniels the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders joining us to talk about that decision Mr. Deshaun Reed of The Athletic covers the Raiders Sir, thank you for giving us the time on this Thursday. How are you?
8: Pretty busy. Pretty busy, but that's the norm with the Raiders <laughs> the last few years.
0: I hear you, man. How surprising was this move? I
8: lost you for a second. I, think I, can hear you, I was man.
0: saying, how, uh, how surprising was this move, if
8: at all? It was... The, the manner of it was, was shocking, just, just you know, the concept of, of the career of Derek Carr with the Raiders after nine seasons coming to an end um, with, with that Steelers game and him not being able to finish out the last two home games of the season. The, the way it happened was, was surprising, but the fact that it did wasn't. Just because, I mean, you know, let's face it, this team is 6-9, and nine, and while they haven't technically been eliminated from the playoffs, we all know they're not going to make the playoffs.
10: And there really
8: wasn't anything left for them to play for. And they really only had something to lose by continuing to play Derek Carr because he, if he was to sustain some sort of serious injury, then the injury guarantees would kick in and they'd be on the hook for, for over $40 million for a quarterback that they may not want to be part of their future anymore. And so, uh, you know, this was a business decision. Obviously, it's not a football decision. I don't think they, that Jared Stidham gives them a better chance to win games than Derek Carr or anything of that nature. And so, uh, the the right ends on the wall, I mean, it, I think it's pretty clearly signaled that Carr's career as a Raider has, has come to an end.
0: You mentioned about how it went down as well. It was interesting, again, from the outside here in New Orleans, reading about the fact players saying they didn't even know, they weren't even told, they didn't even get to see him, right? They just walk into the team meeting, he's not there, and then they're told about it. How How do you think that plays out in the locker room? We you know, saw Adams, Devontae, you know, tweeting and, and posting on Instagram that he, he's backing you know, Carr in this—that—that's got to affect the locker room a bit, huh?
8: It's going to be a mixed bag, um you know, because a lot of this roster is new, and so for many of these guys, it's their first time ever playing with Derek Carr. Um, and Adams has a unique experience, you know, even though he's new, he—you know—he's been his friend for well over a decade, and, and they go way back. Uh, but you know, it, when you look at some of the comments coming from from players in the locker room, um, you know, Darren Waller, for example, has been. uh, teammates with Derek Carr for a few years and he had a pretty measured response and you know was kind of having to push forward business as usual and so I I think some guys are going to have more visceral reactions than others. Um, Obviously we see Devontae Adams, Colton Miller, a longtime teammate of Derek Carr. He put out a a video on Instagram last night you know sort of signaling support for him as well and so it collectively is something that the locker room is going to have to deal with. It's something that they're not excited with and really wherever people stand on Derek Carr even if they're not that close with him. I think just the concept of giving up on the season, which is what they're doing by doing this. Like you're not trying to win anymore. Like that's, that's apparent. Um, that, that never is a great message, you know, to send to your locker room, um, especially in your first year with a new staff and, you know, you're still in the filling out process with them and seeing where you stand on them and where you're going to be in terms of guys that, that are in their free agency or may not be around anymore moving forward. It kind of puts them in a tough bind for not really having that much motivation to keep pushing, you know, and, and football is one of those sports where you can't really. You can't play football, you know, have speed without risking getting yourself so seriously hurt or hurting your future dollars by people cutting on the tape and then seeing you not get a full effort. And so I don't think it'll be a situation where guys are just out there loafing. But it's, it's hard to imagine the locker room collectively being all in this thing mentally across the U.S. You think?
0: Speak with Deshaun Reed at Deshaun Reed's The Way to Follow on Twitter. Covers the Raiders for the Athletic. Why didn't it work with Coach McDaniels and also? In in Vegas for Derek Carr.
8: Well, the reasons are multiple. I mean, you have to start with their defense being terrible. Um, you know, I mean, they can't rush the passer. They can't stop the pass. Um, they can stop the run a little bit, but they've had some injuries at linebacker that that started to fall apart. Um, they don't adjust well on that side of the ball. The offensive line, while it's been doing pretty well in the run game, and surprisingly so, um, their pass blocking hasn't been any good this year. And then when you look at the skill set at the at receiver, you know, which was had a lot of people excited coming into this year, you know, while Devontae Adams has been there, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, have been miss, missing for most of the season due to injuries. And then Derek Carr, independent of all that, has just, you know, he hasn't, he's, he's had his worst, worst year probably since his rookie year. I mean, he's been really, really inaccurate this year. He's thrown, he's thrown the most interceptions in the league. Um, he's on pace to throw the most of his career. Um, and so he hasn't played either. And so it's kind of this amalgamation of several factors. Um, but even with through all that, this, this was a season that usually could have gone another way. I mean, all their losses outside of the Saints, you know, loss, that, that, <laughs> that ugly loss in New Orleans that they had, like all their other losses were by one score. And last year, this was a team that won a ton of one score games. That's how they, you know, kind of put together that sensational run on the way to the playoffs last year. But this year, it went the opposite way for them, and they blew a lot of double digit leads um, that they had at halftime in games against teams that really aren't that good. And so if they had swung a couple, even two or three of those games, Right now, they're firmly in the playoff hunt, and this isn't happening, and they could make the playoffs, and then this isn't even a thing that we're thinking about going into the offseason, but I think that just shows how small the margins can be in the NFL.
0: Yeah, man, one of the reasons I'm having you on here as well, because, I mean, you've seen it, right? The second that decision comes, it's, okay, well, where does he go next, and what do the Raiders do next with him? And you heard Coach there saying they're going to discuss that afterwards, look, Dennis Allen, the head coach there when he got drafted. Saints probably looking for a quarterback. Jets looking for a quarterback. Colts looking for a quarterback. What do the Raiders do, man? Do they sign him so they can trade him get something out of him? Or do they just outright release him and he's a free agent?
8: Well, they have to try to trade him because even though he had a rough year, I still believe that if Derek Carr becomes available, like there's going to be multiple suitors trying to get him. Like He's still in my mind, a top 15 quarterback, and I'm sure that multiple teams view him as at as, as least that, if not higher. And, you know, I, I mean, the, the tricky part is that Carr does have a no-trade clause, and so he is able to dictate where he ultimately goes, or if he's going to go anywhere. He could just say, I'm not accepting any trade, cut me. Um, and so that could be a, a scenario. But, you know, if they are able to, you know, kind of reach a middle ground where he's You know, can can be convinced to be traded somewhere um, and and sign off on something, then I think they have to pursue that. Like, you don't want to get nothing for a quarterback of Derek Carr's caliber. Like, there's this bad process. And so, what the price is, who knows? I mean, before the season, I would have said, well, certainly, if they're going to trade Carr, I need a first round pickback. But after this kind of year that he had, and then the situation where it is where teams know that Carr can sort of throw his weight around and force them to cut him, you know, maybe it's, a package of day two and day three picks that ultimately get the job done and so we'll, we'll see in terms of how the market shakes out but I'm, I'm pretty certain that however it goes there's going to be several teams in line trying to get Derek their
0: final question for you man what was it like covering him what kind of quarterback is he I, I get a lot of sense i guess from people the way they they tweet about him that he is a genuine person but what kind of quarterback do you think he can be? You just said top fifteen. So, what was it like covering him? What do you think a team next year is going to get with
8: him? Yeah, Carson's a pretty polarizing guy. Like, depending on who you talk to, like you'll think he's either great or like the worst quarterback ever. <laughs> you know, and and the, the truth is he's somewhere in the middle. I mean, I think he's a guy that's capable of playing at a very high level when he's surrounded by you know a, a competent you know roster, and that hasn't been the case for most of his career, which is why. Typically, the Raiders are down there in the win loss column, but he plays at a pretty high level. I mean, last year, that situation was not great at all. I mean, John Gooden, uh forced to resign essentially, uh, you know, Henry Ruggs and that tragic incident. The offensive line wasn't good. They couldn't run the ball, and he still played like a top 10 ish quarterback last year and almost beat the Bengals in the playoffs. And so. I think, you know, in the right situation, he's a quarterback you can win with. I know we haven't seen it, but you also have said that about Matthew Stafford and some of these other quarterbacks that we've seen go different places and have, you know, more more team success than they ever had in their careers. So I think he has all the, the intangibles you would want. He's a great leader. He's a great guy. He can make all the throws. Um, he's only going to be 32 next season. He's going to be making a lot of money in the years to come, but it's right. kind of just missing stage, and, and that's what you pay for a quarterback. Of that caliber is going to be thirty, forty million dollars. Is what you're going to have to do unless it's a rookie, you know. And so, I think a team that feels like they're close, um, either contending or making the playoffs or in the hunt, and is an ascending team, I think he's a good quarterback. If you're trying to, you know, slowly rebuild and build from scratch, maybe you're better off going to get somebody through a draft. But for a team that feels like it's close, I think Derek Carr is a good fit.
0: Mr. Tashaun Reed at Tashaun Reed's the way to follow over on Twitter. Covers the Raiders for the athletic, man. I appreciate the time. I know you're busy. Wanted to give Saints fans, uh, you know, an understanding as to what happened over there in Vegas, man. So, appreciate it today.
8: Thanks for having me, man.
0: I appreciate it so much. We're live at Katie's. Chef Scotty, what you think of that, man?
1: I Always, always, always like Derek Mm Carr. And I'm thinking with the right coach, you know, and a decent offensive line because their offensive line has struggled. I mean, they've been a bad team this year. And, you know, they do have a running game, though. He's got receivers. I just feel like Derek Carr has had so many coaches. What is this, his third coach? Yeah. I mean, how many OCs is that? You know, it's just, you know, once again, you put him with – it's like how I feel about Baker Mayfield. Sure. You put him with a coach like Sean Payton that can, you know, supposedly develop quarterbacks. Like I said, I've said yesterday – uh, the only thing he's ever done anything with was Drew Brees, you mm-hmm. know. But I got shot down a little bit, you know, because, you know, they, they did win with Teddy Bridgewater and
0: Jason Hill and, you know. But a lot they, of it had to do with the defense to the point of what Tashaun was, was just saying there, right? Right. right. It was and in that the And the Raiders have the worst defense right, in the NFL and yeah. they have trouble with there. And, look, let's be honest. You want to talk about the coaching that Dennis Allen's doing here? Look look at what the Raiders are like with, with, with Josh. So, um. Uh, again i i i i'm leery of quarterbacks that don't work in other places to an extent at the same time i can understand the interest if the Saints sort have in a guy like him because he is a guy that can push the ball down the field i do think he's somebody that can come in and work with some of the weapons that you do have yeah. you have a relationship with him there as well in DA, that they drafted him. Right. So, you know, and again, being able to um, play in a situation where you have, you know, an indoor stadium. I just, I, I, in, I, I indoor I stadium that, yeah. Yeah. and, and a like plethora Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> of weapons.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, we've seen. With the him. Saints, he would have a plethora of weapons. Well, you have, you have a defense. Yeah.
0: As well, and a a defensive-minded coach, a guy that kind of knows him. Look, I, I, I would say this. I fully expect, fully expect that the Saints would make an interest. The thing is this, though. It depends on if the Raiders release him or if the Raiders want a trade for him. If the Raiders want a trade for him, the Saints will be in a bidding war with the Jets They'll be in a bidding war with the Colts. That might be in a bidding war with another team or two as well. That want a starting quarterback of that caliber. Look, Deshaun just said he's a top fifteen quarterback. I saw yesterday on Sports Center. A lot of people say Dan Orlovsky said I he's it. a top fifteen, top I ten quarterback. Get it, but you're not going to give up a bunch of pieces. Okay. And the pieces the Saints would have to give—that's no, what I'm come with at. a
1: lot of money, coming with a lot of baggage. But that's what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, is mean, that
0: I think happen. if he's released, there's a there's a good chance that he could be your quarterback next year right. in New Orleans. If the Raiders are insistent on packages with picks and players, gonna the Saints don't have that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, look, they don't have next year's first round pick, which means it would have to be the following year's first round pick. I don't know <laughs> if the Raiders take that. You know, you get what I'm getting at. I just, I, I don't. I mean, the Raider, the, the Colts' first round pick this year is going to be pretty valuable. Maybe the Raiders so, get
1: him with Sean Payton. Give him, him that oh, part of the trade. Well, yeah.
0: again. But I mean, I, I think there's a lot of moving parts, but I wanted to get Deshaun on to kind of get an understanding as to what he thinks about him there as well. Todd Graffanini got a chance to call the game last night at the Smoothie King Center. He'll join us next to talk Pelicans basketball on ESPN New Orleans. Take me anywhere, take me
10: Terrio, Douay, and Terrio, More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio, Douay, Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio, Douay, Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. Along Bayou LaFouche in Golden Meadow.
3: you have a pest control problem?
0: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Cattenal. Welcome back to the Sports
2: Hangover. And I have oh, a queen.
0: That wasn't in the script. Uh you might want to be a lawyer, <laughs> That wasn't in the script. Hey, uh, in case you missed it last night.
2: And now a steal! Zion! From Away from McDaniel's, and he flushed it with two hands, and his place has come apart.
0: Ty Graffinini, any voice of the Pelicans, you've seen a lot of big moments and big plays. That moment right there, I still get goosebumps, and I think it's something we're going to look back on. The way he. Had that emotion, the way the arena was, the moment of the game. I t- said it to you last night in the postgame. I-, I think that was the moment I went, oh, bleep, we might be championship contenders. I mean, what was that like, Todd?
9: Yeah, it was um, it- It's pretty awesome just to listen to it again and again and again, Gus. But, um, you know, you go back to Zion's rookie year when he made his debut on that January 22nd against the Spurs, and he made the four threes, and, you know, the place is sold out and it's going nuts. But I mean, you think about it at that time, the Pelicans weren't really relevant. (laughs) You know, they were just trying to figure themselves out and not in the playoff race or anything like that. And when you put the context of the game last night into the performance that he came up with, uh, when Zion just took over and every play that he made was, imperative to winning that game if he doesn't score 14 consecutive points the pelicans don't win the game if he doesn't come up with that steal they don't win the game so you you've got relevance and you've got contact with what he did last night and then to put it you know in front of another sellout crowd midweek in december and you know gus i've been just kind of thinking back on things last night and we talked about it in the studio after the game was over and you're watching the fans file out and just just the sheer joy on their faces uh, as they left the arena and you know before I came back on you know after the game was over and I'm sitting there in my broadcast spot and I'm watching everyone in the arena just just not want to leave they wanted to be a part of it And, and then just to see them like slowly because they had to file out of the building and just the looks and the, and the high fives and the hugs, it's just, you know, and and, you know, (laughs) Zion Williamson caused it all. I mean, he caused it all. Yeah. He had help obviously, but still uh, to watch him do what he did last night. It was, uh, it was one of those moments that you're never going to forget.
1: You know, Todd, Scott Craig here. Um, I just want to say you have been a perfect fit for this young, exciting team and what we're witnessing. And it's so much fun to listen to you on the radio, and I thank you for that. Um, the excitement you bring is absolutely second to none, and uh, uh, I just want to thank you for that. Um, no, Kenny, Sean Payton's not coming back. But anyway, um yeah, I I see, you know, I I put a wager on Zion for MVP of the league. You know, and and all we need for that is for him to play. I mean, if he can stay healthy enough, this young guy can be the MVP of the league. And I mean, it's just it's so impressive. And to have the pieces. Or, you know, this is the deepest team in the league, too. Go ahead, go ahead. Tom.
9: Well, I was going to say, first of all, Chef Scotty, uh, I appreciate the compliment and uh, I'm very fortunate to be where I am. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's really a blessing to be in this position, uh, calling these games for this franchise and, and for the people in this city. Um, and, and when you're talking about the MVP, well, here's the other reason why the Pelicans or, or why Zion has a, has a legitimate chance to be an MVP, is because the Pelicans are winning, and they're first in the West. They're not going to give an MVP to a team that's 13th in, in the Western Conference. Um, he is helping them to be to, to put in the position that they are right now, and he's right. helping them mightily, and, and that's how you become an MVP. So, you know, I, I know Luke is going to get a lot of talk, but, you know, right now Dallas is sixth six in the Western Conference. If the Pelicans remain in the top tier, I'm talking about one, two, three, or four. I, I think he's got a, a more than good chance of being an MVP, especially if yeah, he's man, doing what he's doing, like what he did the, last night,
1: brother. This is so much fun to watch, man. I mean, you know, and with the Saints struggling a little bit, you know, it, it's just it's great to have the Pel's, and you know, it reminds me of 07, 08 uh, on steroids, you know, because. They're just, you know, they're they're twelve deep and and they're just, you know, they they can win with like the other night with four starters out. You know, and and it's just it's just so impressive. They're so well coached and well managed and, and uh anyway, thank you for being a part of it.
9: My pleasure. It is right. my pleasure. Yeah, it
0: <laughs> well, can't go anywhere. Cause, Somebody, cause you got to be living a dream,
2: the, bro. <laughs> I've
9: seen the other side of it.
0: along those lines, Todd, it's something I said earlier in the show in the opening segment. What's incredible was the last question to Willie Green was the following: It was March fourth last year <laughs> when the team picked up the fifteenth win at home and. That's incredible when you think about it. And then also when you think of 11 starting five, uh, 11 different starting five lineups, this team's had to take over and you're in first place of the Western Conference today, man. It's, it, yeah. I mean, I know the phrase, what a difference a year makes. What a difference a couple of months make, but that, that's, that's well, not the norm, man.
9: Gus, it's interesting. I, I was talking with Christian Clark, does such a great job covering the team. Um, For NOLA.com. And we were talking before, right after Willie Green spoke, pregame yesterday. And we were walking out and we were just, you know, kind of chatting. And we were talking about where the team is right now and how they're, you know, they're playing and 21 wins, you know, right after Christmas, which, you know, last year, you, what, we got 10, we had 10 at the time. And people forget, even though the Pelicans, Made the playoffs by virtue of winning two play in games. The Pelicans were 10 games under 500 last year. We didn't even sniff 500 the entire season. Um, 36 and 46 was the record. So it, it wasn't like they were a dominant team. Now they had stretches where they won games in a row, never had more than a four game winning streak last year, not one time. So this has been just kind of building. And now, and again, I've said it time and time again, this is pretty much a carryover what we saw the last month and a half last year. When you bring back the entire roster and then you add a generational talent and Diane Williamson who came in healthy and in shape, and now you're seeing what he can do in the basketball court on a night-in and night-out basis. And he's expanded his game. He's not just yeah. doing it yeah. on the offensive end, Gus. He's doing it defensively as well by virtue of what? Obviously, you played the steal and the dunk. I mean, right. he yep. is doing it on both ends of the floor, and it's just uh, it is incredible to watch. And we are very lucky that we got this guy on our team. That's all I can say.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that. I want to play this because that's along the lines of what Zion said when he was, when it was brought up to him about the 15th home win.
3: It's the crib. You, it's the fort. You gotta protect your fort. And it's the crib. You know, I talked about it over the summer. The city deserves this. Uh, you know, the city deserves to have a a basketball team because you know the Saints they've been holding it down for so many years, and you gotta give them that respect. But you know, the city deserves to have you know the Pelicans be great too. Uh, last year, you know, the team started figuring it out towards the end and. Instead of letting it be like, oh, that was a fluke or we're happy with that, nobody was satisfied. Everybody got in the lab. Uh, even me, uh, you know, joining the team back uh, and playing in games, uh, we, we want to do something special.
0: Graphics, literally what you just said. And when a player of that caliber and his importance on this team says it like that, that is the epitome of buy-in.
9: And, and Gus, uh, how important again was that win against the Clippers? in the playing game how important because it gave you an opportunity to get into the playoffs and play phoenix and for those young guys <clears throat> for the most part i mean you had cj and larry nance who had, and and yonas who had playoff experience but nobody else on that team had any playoff experience and just for those guys to get a taste of it uh, even though you bowed out in six games you, you you took them tooth and nail it took an unbelievable effort by chris paul for the sons to win that series just for those guys to get the experience for the fans to get in that building and taste playoff atmosphere playoff basketball Uh, it's just that and and you know and Zion was there too he's on the bench and he's feeling it and that's why again he got in as he said he got in the lab over the summer like the rest of his teammates because they wanted to get back to it and it's it's almost like You know, they're on a mission right now to, you know, to get home court advantage (laughs) because it's a legitimate home court advantage that I, you know, this is my fourth year doing this. We didn't have a home court advantage. Uh, I I mean, just, you just gave the numbers. I mean, 15 home wins and didn't get there till March last year. The season's over for the most part and you get 15 wins and now you haven't, we're not even, uh, we haven't even turned the calendar to 2023 yet, so. Um, and, and, look, another sellout tomorrow night, Gus. Billy's coming in. It doesn't get any easier with Joel Embiid. But you think anybody who was in that building last night can't wait to get in there tomorrow uh, to take on the Sixers? I mean, it, you're you're almost salivating, waiting for the next game. And uh, it's a really run, really fun place to be. It's a really fun place to be.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. One of the things I love, too, Chef Scotty, is the amount of people. And I, we always tell Todd, I got a little button, I can talk to him. The amount of fans that pass the window where our little broadcast studio is, Todd, I mean, it, it's, it's like tradition. There's people dressed in a Spider-Man leotard. There's a gentleman that always puts his daughter on his shoulders and they, you know, you saw, you saw some of that yesterday I mean, when you did the post game with us, man. It's, it's incredible to see the smiles and the amount of kids, the amount of kids that are at these games. Right, and you is know, awesome.
1: in the past, the team would promote selling tickets by what team, what NBA sure. star was coming to town. And now they're promoting the New Orleans Pelicans because we are the NBA star.
9: And and they're coming in they- to see the Pelicans, Jeff Scott. Yes. And yes. you just go back to Monday night when Indiana came in, we didn't have any of our frontline guys and the place was sold out against the Pacers on the night after Christmas. I mean, that that tells you right there that The city of New Orleans and the people here want to come see their team. It doesn't matter who they're playing. And, I mean, you think about how much fun it's going to be in the next few months as we're making the making the run towards the postseason. Every night is going to be an event in that place, and it doesn't matter who's coming in. So I I, I urge you, if you don't have tickets, you better get them. You want to be in that building. You want to be in that building.
0: Well, Dr. Josh Roulette, Todd, on Tuesdays, the a season ticket holder and a package holder as well. And with those certain packages, you can move right. some games around. He was told by a ticket rep, the lower bowl is sold out the rest of the season. So, yeah. uh, there you go. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Todd Graffman, any voice of the Pelicans, man, always a pleasure. We will hear from you soon. I'll see you tomorrow. It's the Sports Hangover, live at Katie's on ESPN New Orleans.
3: Raceland Auto Center wants to express that during the holiday season, their thoughts turn gratefully to those who have made their success possible. It is in that spirit that they want to say thank you and send best wishes for the holidays and New Year. Happy holidays from Raceland Auto Center.
7: Wow, it's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota and Homa great deals like never before never before shop now for a huge selection of new toyotas in stock and more arriving daily great dealer discounts on all the new and pre owned toyotas in stock get two years free maintenance too just click and save at greg but you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices greg's got the deals as your low price leader greg leblanc toyota 220 south hollywood road in homa
1: water safety tips from riley johns blue boot foundation 1. Always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. 2. Wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. 3. Remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. 4. Empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as 2 inches of water. 5. Check the water first if a child goes missing. 6. Stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number 7. Swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim.
2: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. So let's get this
0: show on the road, eh? Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katengal. 800-998-1003 open segment. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, 130 Ben Heisler. So we have a couple of segments open. Pels fans, Saints fans, if you want to be able to, um, check out and everything and give us your thoughts, alright? I'd love to hear from you as the Pels now 22 and 12 on the season and in first place there it is i see the phone lines ringing already love to hear from again i love hearing zion talk about the importance of understanding as well what it means to win here right and i I, there was something else that that stood out to me yesterday when coach green was asked zion at halftime at 10 points he was Frustrated, 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 frustrated. No fouls called, things of that nature. And he was asked, like, what did you do at halftime in that?
6: Well, we didn't say much. We watched some film, uh, a few clips, and just talked about, you know, the, the, right now the game is a little funky in terms of uh, our, our rhythm and moving the ball. Uh, we we just need to be a bit forceful, um, get into our sets, have better execution. You know, I don't know if that's what sparked him or not, but. Like I said, he, under, he understands the moment.
0: He did absolutely understood the moment. And, again, one of the things that he talked about, you got to love this.
3: He was asked on getting 40. Lee, I'll come to you after this. Uh, I just like to win. I, I like to win. My teammates was talking about it. like, that's your first one? I like to spread the love. As long as we win, I'm straight.
0: And that's something. Lee, what's up, sir? Thank you for calling the Sports Hangover on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. What you got for me? Hello, Lee. Hello, Lee. All right, buddy, let's see if Lee is still online there and we can get to him. In the meantime, we'll continue playing some bites here from Zion as he was also asked about him taking over and what was the mindset.
3: You know, I do Watch a lot of old school players and I like to break, try to figure out their mindsets and all their mindsets was the same. People remember winners. So, you know, whenever that time comes for me to be done with the game of basketball, I wanna be able I want people to say that he was a winner. And CJ looked at me and said, You wanna be great? This it's time to step up. And that was all the motivation I needed. Try Lee again. Lee, are you there for us, bud? Yeah, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you now, man. What's up?
5: Oh good! I don't know what was going on with the phone. Hey Gus, look man, I watched the game, and I mean I've been Zionized, but man, last night, last night was just the the epitome. You know, I watched that game, Gus, and I, I kept thinking to myself, man, what if they called? I, I put a percentage on it. If they called seventy percent of the fouls that Zion was was being was being committed against him. They only called about forty to fifty percent. Yeah, he was at the free throw line nineteen times, so that's to give you a little perspective. If they were call if they would just bump that up to seventy percent, like they do for most other players, man, he will be a, he will be fifty fifty points every night. He will be fifty points. He hasn't got a fifty burger yet, but I'm sitting there counting the fouls that they didn't count that if they would have counted them, he would have probably had fifty five to sixty points last night. And and this could be said about him. Just about every game he plays, they're leaving. The officials are leaving fourteen to fifteen points on the on the court every night with Zion. They're taking points out of his pocket every time he plays because they're not calling the fouls like they should be. And I said, if, if we just can meet one time, get with officials that will actually call a foul a foul every time, not 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 when they feel like calling it. Or oh, they feel like, well, we sending him to the line a lot. Well, if they're fouling him, then you need to make the call. A foul is a foul is a foul. And I'm just I was just sitting there thinking to myself, man, the game this game shouldn't have been that close. Zion should have had about fifty five points last night. Easy. With the amount of fouls he was getting he was getting hacked. it was like they were mugging him. It was like, Well, we're playing basketball and he's playing football. Well, y'all were mugging him. What do you want him to do? He's going to, have to start running people over because y'all constantly hitting him upside the head, hitting his arm. Every time he's driving the lane, he's getting hacked, and they're not calling him. They're not calling him. So he's going to have to put on pads and start playing football. That's the way I see it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a homer, but it just seems like I'm just so tired of them not calling the foul. And it's just ridiculous. You know? I mean, that, that's
0: my, I mean, how you guys feel about it. That, that's how I feel about it. No, look, I, I'm with you, man. It's, um, I, look, here's, here's another bite that I think says a lot too. Staying poised, right? Cause it got chippy. He wasn't getting the calls. You saw him on one point. They called an offensive foul. He went to, to the, the bench and Aaron Summers, who's on the floor there, was, uh, was sitting there going, Man, he is just dropping some language, right? Because he was agitated. And it's very easy to let that overtake you. Listen to what he said after the game specifically about not doing that.
3: I mean, it's just basketball and executing. Not letting your emotions uh dictate your next move or dictate your emotions in the sense of cause you to turn the ball over or not shoot a shot that you probably hit 90% and and not feel the same. Uh, it's just staying calm, coming together as a team and executing.
0: It's awesome to hear, right? Understanding that. And, and then.
5: It's, it's great. It's great. And, you know, and I love the fact that he's not being critical of the officials publicly because eventually they're going to realize, you know what, we can't rip this guy anymore. We're going to have to right. start really well, treating him like a superstar because he is a superstar. He needs to get the loop of treatment. They're not giving him the Luka treatment. And I don't understand. That's why Luka's getting triple-doubles like like nobody's business because he's getting the yep. treatment. He's getting the respect, man. And, and that, when Zion starts getting the respect, he's going to start getting triple-doubles. He's going to start averaging 48 points a night because they, they're going to have to call the foul. Call the foul a foul. That's all we're asking. We're not asking them to be to. to – we're not asking them to, to change the game to officiate uh, it different, we're asking them to officiate it the same. And we shouldn't get tired of asking for that. We should, It should be demanded. Officiate us the way you officiate the team we're playing against. If right. we do that, we'll win. We'll win. It's just that simple, guys. I mean, that, that's where I'm at with it, man. The dude's awesome. The team is awesome. we went in with him. We're in without him. We're just winning, man. We're just a bunch of winners, and, I, and I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of it.
7: Man,
0: I, I tell you what. Go ahead.
5: Yeah,
0: I'm listening to No, I, I was just saying, man, uh, you know, it, it's it you, you get the sense and the feel, man, and it's gonna be something that you're gonna see moving forward. Um Brian, you know, from uh from Denver now, not not New Orleans East, you know, it was so funny. He's sitting there and he texted me this morning that you almost forget Zion's what, twenty two? I mean, like you—you you hear the maturity in him, and it, and just it's happening by the week, it's happening by the day. They specifically talked about him working on his game. I, I got—I got more bites, man. That—that just—it's just starting. It's not only just starting, but I think you're finally seeing Chef Scotty. He's comfortable in his own skin. Man. He has a very good support staff around him, and when I say staff, I, I mean from coach witherspoon to Corey brewer they super close he sits down i don't know if you noticed this lee if you look at the highlight after the steal and the dunk and he goes nuts and the place goes crazy and the pals have the lead he sits down first person to put her head or her hand on her head it's coach witherspoon, it, it's I coach it. witherspoon. I it. yeah i mean it's yep. and so he's got that structure coach green is literally the perfect coach for him for that team, and it, he just is, and it's just it's it's perfect for him because he can be himself, he can grow, and and Chef Scotty said this earlier this hourly. He doesn't have to do it alone. He, he's doing it, but once Bi comes back, you have CJ FBI, and I think the importance of CJ and the signing. I mean, you heard him say that after the game that it was CJ McCullum that challenged him to. Go take over yesterday. It yes. was CJ McCullum right. who dressed him down and built him back up in a period of a there week at the All-Star. are players last year.
1: on this team that can be the leading scorer and reason the team won that night.
0: Yeah. Well, you've had nine. You've had right. nine players have That's 20 what I was points or ask. more. Yeah. You've had seven players right. that have led the team in scoring already this season. The roster is 15. I mean, just yeah. think about that. It's just a deep team, you know.
5: Yep. Absolutely, Gus, man. It, it's exciting. It's exciting. and fun to watch, man. And, 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 you know, like I said, I, I couldn't be in that number this year with season tickets. Cause, I mean, I had other, other, you know, issues going on with my health and what, whatnot. But, uh, hopefully next year, man, I'll be able to be in that number every night. But, uh, man, it, you know what? Shelly and I pulling hard for him, man. And, and we just, you know, if, if we're starting to realize what we has been seeing, you know, for the end last year, how, I mean, and they're building on it. They, they, they didn't just, like, flash in the pan and say, oh, we could beat it. We could beat it. They believed it. Like you said, they went back into the lab, and, and we've seen the results. And I'm loving it.
0: As always, man, Absolutely. appreciate the time, dude. Thank you, Lee. Got to get out of here in our number one. Have a happy new year if I don't hear from you again. Chef Scotty, Gus can't get with Absolutely. you. Carver's eating his pepperoni pizza already. Carver's a happy. Game. Can he just order some chocolate cake.
1: Go for it, Carver, Carver Monster.
0: It's good cake, solid cake, ready for some cake. Hey, when we come back, we'll take more of your phone calls. It's the Sports Hangover ESB ESPN New Orleans.